What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And joining us all the way from Cryptobiotica, Mr. Ross Morris. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor... Or working for the man, you can email us info at mograph.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, show topic ideas, artist suggestions. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, mograph.com. We definitely don't want to go to whatever this stupid site is that's Dude, spamming the chat. How is it that we Who just clicks on started? those things? We just Nobody started and cares. we're already getting spam in the chat. And, man, mm-hmm. Instagram has been bad. TikTok's been bad. These spammers, man. It's yeah. just like nobody cares about your stupid thing. Nobody cares. Nobody. Um, Noober expert, email us. Ask us questions. Ask us noob. Ask us expert. It doesn't matter. We'll try to answer them. Ross is here. We got an email from Graham, Mm -hmm. uh, who has a question, and we're going to read the question. I don't know if we can answer it on the air (laughs) at the moment, but maybe somebody has a uh, suggestion. And um, and then like maybe we could look at it and check it out for ourselves because I have not had time to uh, even dig into what this question was. Uh, it says, "Are you up for a question on the show?" I think no, it might make sorry. a good topic. That's the that's the <laughs> for, <No>, sorry <laughs> for when to use C4D and Houdini. My question is, C4D. What is the best way to get hair onto a fracture object using outside faces? I had to bake it out and do some hacks to the selections. My sub-question is, what point do you start using Houdini rather than Cinema 4D? Personally, I think it would be much easier in Houdini. I guess there's an upfront cost of learning Houdini, yeah, which would be $397. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you buy the Houdini course, then you're good. That's your upfront cost, yeah, right? absolutely. Oh, the I learning do think, time. I, yes. feel like, I feel like <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, are you done? Right, sorry, go ahead. Well, it says, I, I guess it could be an interesting question for, say, Mark. At what point did he feel like Houdini was the right tool? I'm yeah. going to save this question for Thursday mm-hmm. because Thursday – it's this Thursday, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, yes, Thursday we have a special – yes, uh, it is going to be at 8 p.m. Central, the Houdini Mark special on the new 18.5 Stop Being Afraid of Houdini edition. We're going to save that question for that. We will talk about it now too, but – um, he's going to have some great answers for that. Now, what were you going to say about that? Um, I think the way that you went about it, probably baking it out and then putting the hair on it, that I think that w- was the correct way because I don't, I don't know, man, it, that seems like you start, you start getting into some, some funky stuff, putting hairs on fracture objects and stuff. I don't know. Absolutely. I feel like that could be very, uh, very intense workflow um maybe something that houdini would allow you to like cache certain aspects you know like first cache the fractures and then be able to take the selections and do all that i feel like that becomes some sort of a programming thing um it isn't to say that you can't do it in cinema 4d i think the main issue like you said is if you don't know houdini at that point i don't mm-hmm. think the solution is oh learn houdini right and then figure out how to do it you're you're gonna have to do the least the path of least resistance there. right now right, right right if the question is should i learn houdini absolutely that's a <laughs> well is it like is yeah. the solution for me if i'm having trouble with something learn houdini or is it 
go find somebody who knows Houdini and ask them to do it because uh, you could do that too. You depends know, on how much you're getting paid for it. Like fine, or or not, or maybe even like um hitting up the slack and saying hey who knows how to do this mm-hmm. you know see if you can get some help because if you're not the type of person that's going to learn houdini it's like okay at that point you're gonna have to find another way to do it whether it's hiring someone who knows houdini or doing it a different way in cinema mm-hmm. um and so making that decision whether or not you should le- learn houdini or not i think that'll be a great question for the Thursday night special. And Mark is going to bring on one of his students as well, uh, who's been through the course. And we're going to talk about that and talk about what the changes were in the course and all of that. So make sure you check that out and make sure that you also check out Jonathan Winbush's course, creating the unreal. If you want to get started in unreal and you're a motion graphic artist, it's a perfect place. And I would also like to mention now that we can officially announced because we have put we've gotten further enough in far enough into the course to announce this um caitlin is going to is is making us a course as well uh for for launching on our site uh we're super uh happy to like partner with her on this it's uh it's going to be on procreate and it is gorgeous it looks great Mm -hmm. so far like i i love what she's doing with it and um oh my gosh i just just can't wait can't wait to share she's come up with some really fun stuff it's there's multiple camera views you get to see her using the ipad with the pencil and and full screen and uh she's got some great illustrations she's going through all the techniques so if you're really looking to get into doing illustrations and things on your ipad in procreate this is going to be the one for you and i'm excited to take it gorgeous yeah i I love it um i think my daughter's actually looking forward to taking that course as well so uh that's all that i have uh except for camp mograph which it's getting exciting now it's getting real yeah it is yeah it is super excited about this so we we have all of our teachers all of our uh workshop instructors which is really exciting so uh y'all can check it out campmograph.com uh, we've got Matthew Encina, Satine Phoenix, uh, Naki Din, James Ramirez, Clinton Jones, Caitlin Mahoney, who we just added. She's doing a producing uh, course for us, which is awesome. And Wes Lover. Um, it's it's going to be absolutely insane. I'm so excited. I started putting together all the... Um, I started putting together <coughs> all the like cabin assignments and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. so that we kind of knew like because i had a rough estimate based on some of the things but like so tickets go on sale next week next tuesday (laughs) excuse me next tuesday at um noon eastern time so that's 9 a.m pacific time so make sure you are at your computers the good news is (laughs) sorry i need to take a drink Mm. The good news is that doing all the cabin assignments and everything, we were able to see an exact number of how many tickets we have for each cabin. And I'm super excited to say that we have more than previously anticipated for the treehouse cabins if you're looking to get into that. But it's but still, still limited. A lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's still limited. Keep in mind, we're keeping the camp small. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. And we're we're super excited because it's going to keep it small and intimate, and it's it's going to feel awesome. So <clears throat> make sure you yeah. pick up your tickets June first. Uh, 
first come first serve so uh get in there um now we yeah, do this is the hard part is we have so many friends that we'd like to just give tickets yes, to absolutely or that give early access part. to yeah. or whatever it is right like it's so by the if we did that if we did that it would just be, be no, all of our friends <laughs> which would be great which yeah, would, be would be awesome the problem is the general public would like to be able to get a ticket yeah. as well and here's the thing here's what's cool and here's what was cool about last camp uh, speaking of that, um, we had so many people there that we didn't know. And by the end of camp, I felt like we were right. really close with, you know, and right. we became friends and stuff like that. So if you're just having all the same group of friends that you talk to every day, you don't want that. You know, you want someone else. You want different people. So it's going to be really, really yeah. fun. Uh, the treehouse cabins are going to be great. The uh, the Hobbit houses are going to be great. Keep in mind, everyone, when you buy a ticket, it is a community uh, a community ticket. So you are sharing a cabin with multiple people, you know, but you'll have your own little bunk space area with a divider and everything. So don't don't worry about you don't have to choose whether or not you, you you're not forced to sleep on a top bunk or a bottom bunk. Like, yeah, <laughs> it will, you get the choice. You, 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 get, the, you get the choice. If you want to sleep on a top yeah. bunk, you're more than welcome to. But, you know. Yeah, it's so, spread out enough for that. Yes. The thing is, like, there is plenty of space. We are just yes. not adding tickets. Yes. And that's the yes. dilemma. It's like, oh, well, why don't you just add more tickets? There's plenty yep. of room. Well, that takes away the whole point of the, the whole thing with it being small. So mm-hmm. the only solution to this problem would be to have more than one camp a year, Matt. I'm looking yes. at you. Yeah, I, I know. It, it's... We got to see how this camp goes. You don't have anything going on, right? Yeah, I, mean, I got just it. just do a couple more yeah, camps. Okay. No big deal. Well, if this one's successful, we'll look at it. You know, but um, you know, we want to. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. Like, it's so nice to have something to look forward to. You know, especially know. something like this, being able to see all the 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 peeps in the industry again and stuff, and and having spent the past couple days like putting together everything and seeing like seeing where it's gonna where it's gonna be and the tickets and getting everything set up oh it's gonna be so much fun um if for some reason you do miss out once tickets are sold out we will have a wait list that you'll be able to sign up on uh, yeah. at the uh the eventbrite page so right. <clears throat> make sure to uh, do that um if you mm-hmm. want reminders subscribe at campmograph.com also one other thing i was going to say so i had the i had this idea you know, I have a feeling we're going to have a few people in the Portland area, you know, who want to come to camp who may not necessarily want to stay, you know, like they may not oh, want to stay site. on okay. site. Yeah. yeah. Or mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if you're not really into the whole community cabin thing or whatever and you you're getting an airbnb we're totally fine with that absolutely you know but uh uh, i would say your best bet for that are buy some of the yurt tickets you know Mm -hmm. as as weird as that is because they're the cheapest price you know because the yurts are they're just like big they're yurts they're yurts yeah it's like a big tent you know it's not glamping it's just a big tent with a couple of uh uh bunk beds in it right and some heaters right right? Right. but if you're planning on staying off site or whatever buy yourself a yurt ticket you know uh then you can uh you can still show up for all the festivities you don't have to you know you're not tied to actually staying on camp if you don't want um Mm. but yeah and it'll save you a little bit of money so um i did the math the other day 
I did the math okay. the other day. Okay. All, right? all right. All right. And um, bringing on all these sponsors and all the sponsor dollars that have gone into this have actually cut every single person's ticket cost in half. Wow. So, yeah, which is insane, right? So, because of all of our amazing sponsors, uh, they're helping keep the ticket prices down and being able to bring in all these amazing people, as well as, you know, the the food and the drinks and the, the you know, the linens and everything. Like, it's going to be awesome. Linens and things. Linens yeah. and things, yeah. So, uh, big shout out to all of our sponsors. Uh, make sure and give them lots of love. Um, our village sponsors being Maxon, Otoy, and Video Copilot. Big shout out to them. You'll be staying in one of their their villages. Um, and then our gold sponsors are Grayscale Gorilla and Minimal Massive. Um, and then our bronze sponsors, A Scripts and School of Motion. So big shout out to all of them. We are so thankful for them and uh, uh, helping keep the, the the price of tickets down. Camp Mograph, I, it doesn't it doesn't make any money. You know, we're not about making money for us or anything. Any little bit of money that we do make just goes into the next camp. So right, we're super right. excited. We just want it to be a great space for all of all of the motion designers in the world to uh, to come to. So, yes, eventually we'll get to the Euro camp. We got I, I yeah, got I got yeah. to find Martin a European person to help me out with that. Yeah. European <laughs> get, and yeah. yeah. You know, eventually Mr. maybe Woods, we'll do destination MoGraph, you know? We've thrown that yeah. out where it's like a like a an like we rent out somewhere. an island or something. We'll have to that get. Might we'll have to get a lot of sponsors as for that affordable. one. <laughs> I know. So an all-inclusive uh, island somewhere. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, and then it's and then something happens and we all get stranded on it and there's right. no more motion designers in the then world. Then there's anymore. no more motion designers. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's yeah. funny. So if you're I'm looking forward to it, it's, it's going to be, be so much fun. Uh, if yeah. you want more information or you want to check anything out, make sure to go to campmograph.com and sign up for stuff. Uh, we're going to send out a email blast tomorrow reminding everyone that tickets go on sale next week. And then we're going to send out another one on Monday to remind you all that it's 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 happening. So set your timers. Yep. Set your timers. It's going to be exciting. Okay. Cool. Well, um, I, I have a quick note. I just thought this was an interesting issue, and I thought I would bring it to the forefront here. Um, I was downloading a bulk amount of content from Google yes. servers the other day, okay? Yes. And these are in zip files, giant 50-gigabyte zip files, 20-something mm-hmm. 50-gigabyte zip files, okay? This is on their takeout system. This is a Google migration thing right mm-hmm. so i'm downloading and it's going really slow mm-hmm. and it starts kind of fast then it goes slower and slower and slower and slower and i don't understand why and i try chrome and i try some other things and i start googling the issue it would just come down to a crawl my like, google servers are not this slow so i don't i don't get it so i opened up microsoft edge and i and i said okay Maybe this will download faster if I'm in Microsoft Edge. Maybe there's some problem with Chrome. Mm -hmm. For days, like these things were failing, right? They'd go for 17 hours. They'd fail. I'd try one. It would go down to like two megabit download. These files should be downloading at like a thousand megabit, right? Mm -hmm. They're just not. And I I don't understand why. 
But in Edge, it downloaded fast. Mm-hmm. 50, but I'm like, okay, but it's going to the wrong, it's going to my C drive. I can't fill up my right. C drive with all of these <laughs> giant files. So I put it back to the drive it was on, bam, back down to two megabit. Yes. Well, wait a minute. So I'm realizing that I'm, I'm putting it on this giant drive because that's where I have the room. It's kind mm-hmm. of a spare drive and it's hooked up via USB 3. Mm-hmm. Even so, what I'm realizing is the speed of the internet mm-hmm. coming from Google servers is faster than the write speed of the drive through that USB mm-hmm. to the point where it was saying it was downloading slow because it couldn't write the file onto the drive fast enough. Interesting. So we're now to that point where the speed of the internet and my internal drives, which are all like, you know, M2 drives, mm-hmm. th- like all that speed is, is good, right? But the speed of the drive itself is now the bottleneck for downloading files. So Interesting. It, I just wanted to mention it because if you ever have to bulk transfer files, I mean, if you got a client and they got like a big old ProRes mm-hmm. file or something. And you're like, oh, it's downloading to my drive. I'm trying to dump this footage on. It's going really slow. Think about whether or not the drive is fast enough to compensate for the awesome speed of the internet. Now mine is going, I'm downloading at a gigabit from wow. their servers. It only That's took amazing. maybe four hours to download. Uh, I don't know. A half lot. Of, Wait, so, yeah, so the M2 is the bottleneck? Or? No, no, the, the, the USB, USB drive oh, okay. as opposed to the M2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm guessing it's just, just like something, a typical yeah. hard drive setup, like HDD. Yeah, yeah. yeah just a, you know, okay. one of those little portable, portable ones you buy at the store. Yeah. But you just don't, it's like, wait a minute, you just don't think about that fact that the write speed is actually too, is slower than the internet. Yeah, right? no, that makes but sense. to that point, yeah. Uh, wanted to quickly do some Ravcock. What's your flavor? What's your flavor? And uh, talk about some Octane things real quick. First of all, Beeple has now... A, this is in Variety. This is a Variety exclusive. Beeple has joined J.J. Abrams, Ari Emanuel, mm-hmm. and uh, Eric Schmidt on the mm-hmm. board of uh, Otoy uh, for the advisory board mm-hmm. for Otoy. And uh, so there's an article on that. That's very interesting to hear. Um, I'm interested, you know, you got these people on the board and the advisory board, but then I think Beeple's input as an artist is going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I agree. And um, I I need to go watch the GTC talk because yes, you do. Uh, it was, it was, this been out for a while, but yeah. now it's on YouTube. He, yeah, it's Jules put it on YouTube. YouTube. And I want to go check that out. Octane twenty twenty one point one is now out yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, that is that's that's awesome. Like I was reading through the features and everything. You can finally do light linking with uh, volumetrics, which is a huge mm-hmm. thing. Um, there's a bunch of different uh, gradient types as well, which is cool. Um, uh, uh, there's so much more. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I was going through and reading and it's like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. You've got, uh, geometry clipping, um, uh, mm-hmm. from, but, but I don't know, I don't know if that's going to be in standalone only because there's a few things where it's like, oh, okay, that, that makes sense in standalone, but I don't know if that makes sense in, uh, like the, the DCC or whatever. Like for example, uh, they've got like the, the, what is it? the the 
SDF when you're merging to kind of like the the volume builder volume measure type thing you know they've got mm. that in standalone now um but yeah i don't know if that is even possible in the, I'm, I'm still behind i know i'm so excited i'm projects. so excited about being done with our pro- dude next week i'm upgrading everything I'm I'm, yeah. I'm all R24 or S24 and uh, uh, <laughs> Octane and whatever. I'm so excited. Well, hopefully you can. There's no there's no plug-in for this 2021.1 yet. So not 2021. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was Maybe a can... there was a R R6 version. There's an R6 6 update of 20. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 whatever the 2.3 r6 right. yeah 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 and right. from what i've been hearing everyone's saying it's super duper stable and stuff like that it's really exciting i'm uh i'm excited to get on board with that um also how's the motion blur doing in render right now i don't know is it I, so here's yet? the problem here's our problem and this is the this is the problem with like you know being on the wrong version of stuff right. you know for a big project and stuff like that it's like it's like as much as i want to complain about things aren't, aren't working the number one thing that i i would do if something wasn't working is upgrade to the newest version right, right. but exactly. i can't do that specifically specifically because there's one issue right we are on old outdated versions of cinema and old outdated versions of octane and for some reason those two ones together cause color differences and we've been working in that the entire time that yeah, it, we, just can't we can't change anything. it you know which sucks. so we can't say oh there's this issue because it's yeah. probably because there's we haven't updated right to fix exactly it. that's the problem so i'm so excited so. to be on all the stable things now you know, yeah. So that then I can complain when something goes wrong, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah. <clears throat> but I think also I don't know. I don't know if this is official yet. I know Render has. Um, they've they've implemented the twenty twenty dot two dot three. Um, I, I I believe into it, and I think you can now use twenty twenty dot two dot three in the in the render on the render network as well which is great super great happened right yeah. at the end of our project and so right, <laughs> right. yeah <clears throat> oh math right. nodes math nodes yeah billy math, math nodes. nodes that one yeah. yeah i i give it like three days and c4d will have a a plug-in version i know he's so quick yeah he's so quick all right ross let's talk about you now now here's Uh-oh. the thing <laughs> you you and I, we chatted on Discord the other day, and we were talking about getting ready for the show, and I was kind of asking you, you know, what you did before this. Mm-hmm. And you were like, well, I really didn't do that much before this. So, it's not, uh, we won't have, like, a long uh, discussion about your, your 10-year, 20-year career path in yeah. motion graphics, uh, but... But it is interesting to hear how you you got where you are, you are now. First of all, uh, this is one of those little known facts, I think. But you are roommates with Ryan Talbot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Small world. Small. How world. did that? Ha- did did y'all yeah, know each other? Ross, from Ocean I didn't Graphics even know already? you lived in Dallas happen? for the longest I know. time. I thought you lived somewhere I, I didn't else. Either. I didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It's... We met you in Vegas, right? Yeah, at the uh, yeah. karaoke night. Yeah. And such. No, the first time yeah. we met was when you came up Ooh, for wait. the uh, the show, the show at Sigraph, right? Didn't you come to the live show at Sigraph? I was at. 
No, I was at NAB first. Um, Were you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my first like design event was uh, Motion Plus Design in LA. Um, okay. That okay. David Ariev kind of coaxed me into into coming to. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what's this NAB thing? And so then that was the second one, and was like, obviously like way bigger. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's where I met a lot of people for the first time, who mm-hmm. you yeah. know, prior to that I'd only watched their tutorials. Um, and so that was cool. Uh, and then I was at SIGGRAPH that same year. Um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I um, I was getting ready to move out of L.A. anyway. And then, um, you know, global pandemic stuff happened. And <laughs> I yeah. basically just, uh, you know, I, I saw the worst... Um, still to come at that point it was it was like mid-february when it all started kind of hitting me like okay this is a big deal um Mm -hmm. and i don't think it had hit anyone else yet uh and so i was like i don't want to be in a city this large when that kind of realization (laughs) strikes the public uh Uh, so i'm Mm -hmm. gonna get out of here as soon as possible and uh i think the the governor issued some kind of thing where they were like yeah we're gonna close down LA's uh, borders, or he said something along those lines. It was kind of vague, but I wasn't taking any chances, so I just kind of threw everything that I could fit into my car and then just <laughs> took off to the first location that uh, was willing to host me. Because I, I, I know a lot of people from like various walks of life across mm-hmm. the U.S., and so I got in touch with a buddy of mine in Utah who, uh, who let me stay with him for uh about a week and then mm-hmm. another friend in colorado and so i was kind of skipping around there for a month or so until i settled in austin just, just spreading COVID everywhere you went uh, <laughs> well here's the thing that getting, that, getting away from the purge right. you know? well that occurred to me but i was also the probably the safest person that i knew um and and as evidence i have a, a cbrn uh, like special <laughs> forces mask here that um, that is like rated for you know uh, to stop any biological threats uh, a third the size of uh, actual COVID particles and nuclear fallout and a bunch of things I was I was like walking around in that before people realized it was a that's funny what was coming uh, and they you know oh, geez. they thought it was like a joke or something but I'm like no this is serious <laughs> right um, you got your uh, crash helmet around there too see yeah <laughs> see for people who don't know you are like the admin essentially of the get nft discord and yeah We'll have our little Brady Bunch thing going on with all of the people's faces in there, and you're like right in the center with your crash helmet on, like you know, yeah. your, your two X zoom lens going on here. Yeah, I can I can hit it real quick just to yeah because I can't See, not yeah yeah there you go on the yeah on the Discord <laughs> it's like it the zoom lens just keeps getting closer and closer. I think I think you add a millimeter every day. Yeah, that's funny. I think so. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> So you, so uh, okay. So you moved. So you already knew Ryan at that point when you were in LA. Uh, yeah. So um, I believe we met at NAB, um, and uh, we went to like a a couple 
uh, extraneous things there too. Like he invited me to some like Halloween party, and we kind of linked up and went to that, and that was fun. And then mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, so I had been living in Austin like all throughout 2020, just like in my brother's spare room, mm-hmm. um, and doing my thing. And I just you know he he came and was just like you know. It's been really cool having you here, um, and you haven't <laughs> done anything wrong. I just want to make that known. But I also just kind of want my house back, uh, and which was very understandable. So I was like, okay, sure, I'll I'll start looking. And then, like a, only a few days later, I think I was browsing Instagram and I saw Ryan made a post um, mm-hmm. talking about like, hey, I'm looking for a roommate, yada yada. And I was like, oh, well, that would be perfect. We could do like a like a render house, like they do those yeah. gaming houses where they <laughs> right. just have like <laughs> like on Silicon house? Valley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and so I was like, yeah, this seems this seems fine, you know. Uh, it I wouldn't need to move that far either. It's like a mm-hmm. three or four hour drive. Um, yeah. And so this kind of seems ideal. I went and checked it out, and it all ended up uh, working out. And then after a. Uh, after a oh it was a it was quite the move uh <laughs> like keep in mind this is all during covid hours and mm-hmm. then also i kind of was expected to show up uh and back in florida that's where i'm from so that explains the gas masks the helmets the all yeah. the <laughs> yeah um so i was expected to show up in florida with family for christmas and then the the you know I didn't trust planes and airports, and I hate mm-hmm. them anyway. So uh, yeah. my siblings and I, we all just drove down there. And so uh, the whole move was like I like I had a bunch of stuff sitting in my parents' garage for a while, and I just kind of packed it up into my car and then drove straight to Ryan's place, hmm. dropped all of it off, um, and then the same day drove to Austin, loaded all the crap up oh, there gosh. and then took off back to uh dallas um uh yeah and all the while it was like uh because i'm a ta for school of motion too so mm-hmm. that was just starting up uh and it's it's david's lcr course which is yeah very right. intense right uh, and you know the startup for those things is typically like the busiest time so like right. in the midst of all that, I had to figure out a time where I could just stop for like an hour or two and like record uh, video critiques mm-hmm. and then continue on the course. It was like, it was wild. Uh, really glad that's behind me now because that was, yeah. that really stretched things <laughs> to their breaking point. But yeah, so now I'm here. I'm living with Ryan. It's going great. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where the story begins here, I guess, in January of 2021. What were you doing before yeah. motion design? Yeah. Mm. Well, that was my that was the whole reason I brought that up is because mm-hmm. that was my question on on the, our call the other day. And I was like, "What were you doing before motion design?" He's like, "Well, nothing." <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> because, was I'm 26. Like I was I was right. at um mm-hmm. I was in high school and then I <laughs> Went to, like, my first college where I just kind of floated around without a major and met some really great friends that I'm still close with today. Uh, And then uh, I kind of realized, like, okay, I can't just keep 
hanging out at a college mm-hmm. and not really going down a track. So I yeah. I guess I'll do design. And I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do for design. And so I went mm-hmm. to Full Sail and they have like mm-hmm. a digital art and design program. And that's mm-hmm. basically like a 20 month like crash course in a bunch of different things. And so I figured that was a good opportunity to like kind of survey and see what I fit in with the most mm-hmm. um what what do they cover is it like print and 3d or not is there so like much pr- not, composition yeah, yeah. film not so much print um there's mm-hmm. like graphic design uh there's photography photoshop uh like you know illustrator stuff videography um uh animation like 2d animation and after effects uh uh some compositing in there um and then at the end of that, like three months or something before graduation, they just kind of like threw 3D in there and are just like, you know, because I hadn't really <laughs> stuck with any of those. Like, I, mm-hmm. like I, they kind of bored me. Um, and then like 3D happens and, uh, and I'm like, oh, finally. Like, here it is. This is what I was waiting <laughs> it's for. Like, mm-hmm. Why didn't you tell me about this before? Uh, yeah, like, here's this thing that you can yeah. do and make literally anything with. Uh, have fun with it for the next couple months uh, where your education license then runs out for it. And it's like, wow, right. okay. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of where the 3D got started. Um, I, You know, those friends that I met at my first college helped me get into, like, computer building, and I had, like, built a gaming computer at that point. And so it was just logical course of action to uh get cinema 4d for that computer and octane subscription uh mm-hmm. and yeah that's kind of where it got started with uh david's david Arya's free tutorials that he put on mm-hmm. the iDesign channel and mm-hmm. kind of took off from there now now we're doing this a little different because we don't have that much to talk about this i mean and we do have a lot of stuff a lot of NFT stuff to talk about, not mm-hmm. just what you're doing, not just about the weekly stuff, but I think we can really get into a great combo about crypto art and uh, cryptocurrency and the whole deal. So we're holding out just a little yeah. bit longer. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about everything except for the NFT part. We'll probably have a longer NFT section today. Yeah. I'm just letting yes. people know. Um, so let's talk about everything besides that for a minute, <laughs> and we might go into that early. It'll be a short show, like we always say. And um, 26, man, you're so, at the perfect age right now. <laughs> it's like it's like yeah. tw- 27 was where I finally got my shit together. So mm-hmm. you're you're right on track. You're right on track. Well, that kind of ties into the <laughs> yeah. into the NFT stuff because like that yeah. was what Dave and I talked about was I've kind of just like I've made that my whole wheelhouse and it's kind of like that's yeah. how I'm becoming known and kind of doing things right. and so it's all kind of centered on that. But we can't really get into it too much until. Mm-hmm. It's that time. We'll get to it. We'll, we'll get to it here in a second. I I wanted to mention though that there is a there's something about being in your twenties. And I I had this conversation with Rev the other day, and and Arya was giving me a hard time. He's like, it's like, oh, Dad, Dave. I'm like, no, <laughs> but it's true. Like the the stuff that like a lot of people do in their twenties, like it's it's when you have all that time, right? Because you get older. You have a boyfriend or girlfriend, you have kids, mm-hmm. you know, a house, all, your your responsibilities in life and all of that stuff happen. And like, the older you get, it feels like the less time you have to do anything. And mm-hmm. Rev was 
was uh, talking to me about that the other day. We we're talking about being in, you know, being in your twenties and whatnot. And I'm like, man, there's just when you have all of that time, you know, with something about being young, you have all of that time to just experiment and and try new things and work with software. And a lot of times, I'm like, man, if I were only twenty and had what I have now, and of course, no one's ever going to have that, but, mm-hmm. but. There's something about the tools that are available now, kind of like that post-GPU render era of MoGraph Mm -hmm. that I wish Mm -hmm. I had when I was in my 20s. Because instead of, like, kind of understanding 3D and kind of understanding how this goes, I still have to sit there and and wait five minutes to see one frame update. Dude, I remember remember when you learned V-Ray at the place that we were working. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this in V-Ray, right? And it's like, we're waiting 15, 20 minutes a frame, an hour a frame. <laughs> yeah. And I just, you know, wish I had the time sometimes to do some of those things. You you end up, you know, working on your career or your business or whatever it is. And uh, unless you set aside like X amount of time per day, yeah. like it, it's like you just don't have the time to experiment the, that way anymore the older you get. And I, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's just me. But I think it's awesome that that you're that you're able to dive into this kind of like with this fresh look, uh, and and uh, you you have so many so many possibilities about where you could go with what you're doing right now. It's just absolutely insane, and so <laughs> um, definitely want to talk about that. Um, is there anything that we want to talk about before we go into MoGraph recommends? Because we are we are moving to the drop early today. Anything else? No, okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what is, uh, in, oh, in full sale, what did, they, what did they teach you? Like, which, which 3D program did they teach you? Uh, Cinema 4D. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. How'd you feel about the program? Um, like, it, Honestly. <laughs> there was, I mean, there's a learning curve, especially if you're coming from not 3D, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I wasn't even, like... Like, even in high school and the first college and all that, like, I wasn't the artist-y, like, type. Like, I, I, went to a, I went to a military high school, and, you know, my plan was to, like, pursue that. And then I realized how much I hated, like, getting woken up early and getting yelled mm-hmm. at. And so I was like, all right, <laughs> well, uh, I guess I'll figure it out later. Uh, and then so art kind of came along. And then to throw 3D into that, it's just like having to... I don't know. You need to wrap your head around it because it's not like, like it's a whole different kind of art in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but I was also always really into games and like gaming and things like that, and I think that to some extent helped me because um, mm-hmm. I'm always the type in games. It's like, like I I'll get really caught up in like customizing the car or like customizing the character and doing those kinds mm-hmm. of things, building maps or levels or whatever, and so. I feel like there's some transfer there, but you know who knows. Uh, I think I just liked how technical and and like the possibilities it offered, uh, mm-hmm. and kind of like as soon as the bite the bug like bites you, you're kind of all in on it. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of what happened to me. How was the and there's what's, what's the price at full sale? Was it expensive? Um, I would I would think so I went to a trade school the reason I asked because I went to the art institute and I hated the art institute mm-hmm. like you know it was basically just a 
you know, diploma factory. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah, and in, in many ways, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of feel the same, but, and you'll hear this from a lot of people, but it, you know, it's just it's what you yeah. make of it, yeah. so on and so forth. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. Uh, if I, the 3D bug hadn't bitten me, like who knows where I'd be right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just like really glad it did because it's like really awesome being involved in all this and like what it's, you know, the potential that it has. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's that's the thing about it's it's the time that you spend with it yourself, right? It's like mm-hmm. how much interest you have in it. That's always like what I get from anybody that goes to the art institute, full sales, or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's there's always kind of that oh full sale you know yeah. or oh the art institute it's like mm-hmm. yeah right I I get what you're saying but I know a lot of really great people who went to those schools and it's because they're the ones that said I have access to this stuff I'm going to utilize it yeah and they dug in right so uh, an example of this here is like I've been getting into Ableton recently right mm-hmm. a lot over the years it's like oh dabble in it for a weekend or whatever. There's always a point with software, and this is like the Houdini discussion. There's always a point with software where you finally get over the hump of interface, and then you're into the creative process. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, if I sit down in Cinema 4D, I don't have to worry about where the buttons are or how to do <laughs> that thing. Except the tags. It's just, yeah. <laughs> Since they changed them. <laughs> yeah. I can't find them. But, but the thing about it is I, I go in there with a purpose to create a certain kind of art, and it might take me a while to do Mm-hmm. but I get the art done. And now in Houdini, if I were to sit in that, even as much as I kind of sort of know about Houdini, I would not be able to sit down and just start working. Yeah, same same thing was with Ableton. And every time I opened it up, I was relearning, relearning. But I've been watching a lot of TikToks and learning mm-hmm. a lot more about Ableton. And I've been jumping into it a lot more. This is where it comes back to that time thing, right? I have usually don't have nights or weekends to do this stuff. I'm either working on a project in cinema or there's weekend stuff to do. There's kids stuff. There's, you know, something we have to go do a house project, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. It's, that's the whole thing, right? You get older. It's not like, it's not a bad thing, but you just tend to have, most people tend to have less time at that point. I have an understanding girlfriend who allowed me to spend two days this weekend on when I finally had a free weekend to just dig into Ableton. And now I may not be good at making the music itself or mixing it or any of that stuff, but I don't feel like I have an interface problem anymore. Yeah. All that to say, um, when you really have like those moments with a piece of software where like time disappears, I feel like that's when you make this headway. And Ross, Mm -hmm. you and I were talking on discord one night and, and, um, I feel like you've had these epiphany moments as well, but you are so dedicated. You're kind of in that spot where like your sleep patterns are all over the place because you're digging in, you're, you're doing these crazy things. So um, what is your sleep like right now? <laughs> How does that work? Uh, uh, I don't know if it works or not yet. Uh, we'll, we'll find out in a few months, maybe <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, my sleep schedule's just always been crazy and bad, and I, I often just, I don't know, I kind of feel like I'm on a different schedule uh, entirely, um, where, you know, I, I, at this point, I'm staying, like, my waking hours, 
that's how I have to measure it is like rather than days is in more like waking hours. And so those mm -hmm. can be anywhere from 24 to 48. Um, and then I only <laughs> sleep until I'm like, I like physically collapse from exhaustion. Uh, and then I wake that's, up and that's do it all over again. That's extremely not healthy for you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's probably well, not. Um, nobody said it was healthy. Yeah, I, that's not really a concern <laughs> right now. Um, maybe maybe soon. Like I don't I don't want it to get too bad, but I don't know. Uh, it's it's also just it's all I know how to do right now, and so it's just like what I'm doing. Uh, You're on the fireman schedule. Uh, kinda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing when it's fun it's like t it doesn't matter right yeah. like if you're so into it that you're working for days without stopping you you, you must be really enjoying it in the long mm -hmm. term right yeah yeah well and you know as bad or as unhealthy as it is it's kind of like i've i've almost begun utilizing this as as a tool be to enter certain uh fluid mind states i i would say that are like <laughs> Like, fever dreams and such yeah like when yeah. you stay up past a certain point you enter this Your like creativity goes. you enter this delusional mania where you can't actually like like you have ideas i don't drink or do drugs but man have y'all ever stayed up like 48 hours and <laughs> right. then look at the back of a 20 dollar bill <laughs> yeah literally though um it's 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 like a stream of of like of like weird otherworldly like inspiration and like conceptual stuff that just like pours into your head but you're too like out of it to like act on any of it and so what mm -hmm. i've just what i just did is i i just well I, what i do is i just write down like really rough notes of these things like enough mm -hmm. to give me like a grasp of of the thought so it doesn't just like escape me entirely and then when i wake mm -hmm. up and i'm feeling more sane i'll just go back through those like rough notes of a madman and i'll just like write them out yeah. in more description and more detail and actually make them work because at the time i come up with them like i know they'll work i just mm -hmm. like i don't like it's an intuitive thing like i won't know how i'll just be mm -hmm. like this could be effective this will work in some way and then the next morning that's I can for morning ross to figure out that's for yeah ross. it is uh they're two different people um mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's a gradient of of <laughs> of uh yeah of insanity that just starts higher and higher and higher and then all gosh over again. there's yeah there's the 3 a.m person that's that's burnt out but in the zone mm -hmm. state mm -hmm. and then there's the morning state mm -hmm. so don't bug me because i haven't had coffee state yeah it's a sawtooth pattern much. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah it's it's either or there is no middle that's mm -hmm. for sure but that's like, but it's great though, right? Like, it's a great feeling when you really feel like you've, like, <laughs> are you drinking a beer? I just it, put it, two and two together. It's Topo Chico. Topo Chico. Oh, okay. I, because I was going to say, for you, it could be 10 p.m. Yeah. at this point. We have no idea. It yeah. could be Miller time. It's, yeah, it's, it's really weird because I don't, like, consider, I don't know. I don't consider myself someone really... <clears throat> influenced or run by emotions but at the same time that's the only thing that's able to like like section off and compartmentalize my day is is oh i'm feeling like it's time for this like i'm it feels mm -hmm. like 5 p.m to me yeah. right now and so mm -hmm. it is it's five uh, o'clock somewhere mm -hmm. yeah and so yeah that's just 
Yeah, that's kind of how long how do you normally functions. sleep whenever you do? Oh, like a rock. Yeah. Like you can't. No, how long? Oh, uh, I don't usually count that because. Uh, like, are you raring to get back up? Like, do you wake up in like four hours with more ideas, or is it just like no? Are you out for hours. thirteen hours and right. then? Uh, no, I wake up pretty charged up and and ready to go. Uh, it's. You know, I also have ADD, and so the medication probably provides a little kick to put me in the right direction. But that could uh, also be the insomnia as well. Uh, well, we just put my kid on ADD <laughs> medicine, and they say, "Oh yeah, it can cause some crazy insomnia." It it certainly hmm. exacerbates it, but it's always <laughs> been weird and and bad like this. Uh, so I I can't. Like mm-hmm. I can't just shirk off all responsibility to that. It's I'm sure it doesn't help, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's also, the thing is, once it puts me in that direction, I can just go indefinitely. It's, they say with mm-hmm. ADD is um, like you can people with ADD can focus really well on something as long as it holds their interest. You know, right. and if it holds their interest, it can hold their interest for a very, very long time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. tunnel vision. I won't mm-hmm. like eat. I won't like, like I have right. to remember so could to be drink. the medication as well. <laughs> uh, that's definitely a big part yeah. of it. Um, yeah. But I, I've also just always been terrible about eating. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's also just a natural thing because I just mm-hmm. get zoomed in on something and I can't see anything else happening. And it's just like. That. It's a good feeling, though. Like, I oh, yeah. I, I know people do this for long periods and whatnot, and that part of it is probably unhealthy. But you get in that zone, and it just feels so good because mm-hmm. I I am not ADD, but I definitely feel like I have traits sometimes. And, and some days, there is nothing that I latch on to. Some days, mm-hmm. I just cannot. There is nothing that holds my interest. I can't get anything done. I don't want to get any. Like, I just can't do it. And then other days, it's like, Oh, six hours went by and I didn't even look at my phone and I didn't yeah. even eat and I didn't like, what's the, there's, there's something when you get in that zone, it's just so great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And you know, cause I'll think, I'll think about that sometimes, you know, like when, you know, life stuff is coming up, there's some kind of drama happening there's and then I'll just, cause I've got like a couple fish tanks. And so I'll just like look at the fish <laughs> tanks and I'll be like, I kind of wish I was just like, like a fish. Uh, because they're just, I wish, I wish that's just their entire life is being in the zone and only having one singular purpose. And that's just to like, like wait for the food at the top of the water and and just like swim and then be in the zone and then do that. Like that's, I don't know. I think that focused, like energy channeling state, it's, you know, yeah. Like a cat. Think of it like a cat. You just get the eat food and chill out honing or or when they're like honing in on prey i don't know there's something like oddly primal about it um right but it's great to just disappear into it like even an immersive game or something like that that'll do the same thing like you're you're trying to stay alive you're trying to fight your way through whatever and you're just kind of there and in it and like you don't have to think about anything else that's great when that happens well, we're, we're obviously we're doing things out of order today, um, so it's like my we're gonna we're gonna yeah we're gonna come come back to that and hit a bunch of uh, NFT stuff. But we'd like to do a little segment called MoGraph Recommends, where we mm-hmm. ask you some of your favorites. And uh, 
I think it's it's a very good indicator of uh, what what drives you sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the answers to these can be either an all-time favorite or something recent that you enjoy. But we're going to start out with your favorite movie. Okay. Um, is it Hackers? It's Hackers, isn't it? <laughs> no, I think that's before my time, even. Uh, I got oh, really into way to the... make me feel old. Uh, yeah. You got this Hacker Man vibe going, though. Yeah, it's the, it's the camera and yeah. the visuals. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I, I got really into the, like, Jason Bourne movies at... 13 um like like too much uh mm-hmm. so that just that would have to be it i was like i need to be jason Bourne. like the <laughs> purpose of the movies totally eluded me that you know he regretted this this decision you know they these people they made him do these things and brainwash I'll be right back like <laughs> i was just like jason Bourne's really cool i want to do that <laughs> so all right. like all right yeah, that kind of set me on the course. So I kind of have to say that, but I also really love more recent ones like Elysium and Interstellar and, you know, the Christopher Nolan Batmans. Um, Interstellar, it gets like a bad rep, but I really do like that movie. Yeah, every, yeah, I feel like it gets a bad rep too, and I don't really I don't really get it. I'm I'm not like a movie critic type, I guess, enough to be able to not like it, but hey, I mean, it's yeah. got it's got a lot that I yeah. like. And including Matthew McConaughey, so <laughs> can't go wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about TV shows? Oh, we're on those lines. Uh, TV shows. Um, oh, let's see. i got to think. Uh, I've TV shows are very transient for me. Like, I don't really... Like, it, it's just kind of whatever I happen to be on. So, like... Um, right. What's the one on uh, Prime... That's the space one, The Expanse. That one's awesome. Uh, I've heard of that. This is a recommendation time. I recommend that. Um, But it's not a casual thing. You can't be on your phone and watch it. Like you'll miss a lot. You got to get into it. Yeah, yeah. I've Um, I've heard that about that show. I'm thinking about checking it out. Yeah, yeah. Definitely check out The Expanse. Um, I've been watching uh, Super Jail lately. I love me some Super Jail. Let me <laughs> let me tell you about Super Jail. I was okay. so into it when it first came out, and it was so hard to find. Like, it, it came on Adult Swim at like three in the morning one time, and I was like tripping out. And and so I managed to somehow find copies of these and burn them to DVD. Yeah. So I was so into it. That's just a whole genre, what? right? Like Adult Swim yeah. at three a.m. is when you're barely yeah. awake and it, you think you're in a fever dream or something. <laughs> yeah, that's. And then something Tokyo Megaplex worked on, uh, you know, inevitably shows up on, yeah. you know. And then there, and I also have that uh, buddy of mine that uh, was on the show, a uh, scene on Adult Swim. Uh, he did that show on there. Um, uh, okay. But I don't think that's around anymore. But yeah, it's that that late night, weird, trippy. He also worked on Too Many Cooks, which was also oh, yeah. premiered at like 4 a.m. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that's such a that whole genre of cartoons like that's where uh like Rick and Morty kind of stems from too, oh, yeah. you know, just that whole That's another one, yeah. There's just and the there's art so in many. Super Jail. Like like yeah. the, the hand yeah. drawing is so amazing like God, how do you explain how do you explain it? It's like it's it's I, a, I don't, a I don't jail even know. in it's a jail in the ether. For like the the mega evil people, like in the somewhere out in the universe, 
and there's a warden and stuff and a top hat and a cane. They're but not I even like, it's, like th- it's not even like a super villain type of jail though. Like these are just normal people. It's just the jail yeah. itself is this weird um like ethereal entity that's driven by this like really eccentric warden and it's it's very psychedelic. I would explain it as that. Yeah. Um, it's it's a fight of, always breaks out in always, every episode, and it's extremely brutal. Like if you're not a big like yeah. blood and guts kind of person, don't don't watch it. It's it's very brutal. Um, the whole the whole jail and system is kind of propped up by by that jailbot character. That's just that's this right. Omni robot capable of doing anything like very quickly. Um, like hardly has a weakness. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That's a that's another well, good of one. Of course, for me. C Lab, all those uh-huh. classics. Uh, but also Star Trek. Like I'm a I, I, yeah. I'm a fan of Star Trek. I'm I'm I definitely TNG. Which that. one's your favorite series? It has yeah, to be probably the Next Generation. Yeah, yeah. with that's uh, good. what I'm talking about. John Luke. Yeah, that's uh, it's oh, so Luke. good. Like the writing, the like mm-hmm. concept of all the things. It's mm-hmm. it really. You can turn on any episode, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're just enthralled. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The commanding presence of Jean-Luc Picard. Mm-hmm. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. Like, like I want, like, here's a business idea, is if somebody gets a, like, tube television that just has, you know, every episode of these prolific shows like that, and then you turn it on and you don't get to pick which episode or what <laughs> time frame it starts uh-huh. on, and mm-hmm. you can just have that on. And it's to like simulate how entertainment consumption used to be, where you just yeah. had to turn on the TV and watch whatever was on. Except now it can be your favorite show all the time with no commercials. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. Yeah, <laughs> I tell my kid that all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, I would buy something like that, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carlo, I'm I'm a fan of Enterprise. I do en- I did enjoy mm-hmm. Enterprise. I hated the opening sequence. I felt like I like I wanted to just dig my ears out every time that thing started. But I felt like huh. Jonathan Archer was a good. He was a good captain, you know. I don't think I saw that one. Enterprise yeah, was I, good. I like the thing is, um, it, it it was it was good. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. 
Um, I, I, yeah. I, not as much as the next generation or I, I, I loved Voyager as well, but I, I, if, I never if got into was in deep space chat. nine, even though everyone tells, I, everyone I've talked to actually says that deep space nine is the best one. Oh, I would if you're that. into like, really? the po- it's politics in outer space though. Mm-hmm. You have to be into that. You got to warm up to it too. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's something that's not as serious about it. I feel I have, like it's I've watched the entire like first season and, and I just yeah. did not care that much, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You got to watch past the first one. I don't know. Yeah. It hooks you at some point. I couldn't tell you when, but it does. It took me like a bit to warm up to it as well, but I kind of trudged through it cuz I had just watched the next generation beforehand and I was like, mm-hmm. right. I don't even know where I'll turn after this. I just watched 10 seasons of this amazing show. Like I yeah. can't go to anything yeah. else now. Um, well, I got into Deep Space Nine because it was the new thing and there were new episodes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I watched it, but yeah, it, it no. did fizzle out, you know, because Next Generation ended and I kind of got lo- the last half of the seasons. Yeah. But see, I really I wonder what Kevin would watch if he were here. Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> I, I really liked Voyager. Voyager, what to, to me, because I only watched that. I probably watched that. I don't know, eight or nine years ago for the first time, you know, and I just wanted to go through that. So I binged the whole thing on Netflix and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought Janeway was a good captain and it was, it was cool to see the Borg as more of a presence and stuff like that. Ooh, Captain Janeway. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, okay. So we, we know what drives, what kind of drives your hacker man experience now from your movie and TV influences. Now, when you're when you are being elite hacker and mm-hmm. you're one three three sevening people, um, on I don't know I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, <laughs> what do you listen to when you're hacking into the the matrix? Um, uh, it's a it's a weird question for me to answer because it's it's i mean uh, there's some system of a down in there i'm assuming right there's there's some but not like regularly it comes out uh-huh. on karaoke nights okay, that's about okay. It. um <laughs> but yeah. typically i dislike anything with lyrics uh mm-hmm. i typically can't stand lyrics because I, I just i don't know i don't like other people in my head when i'm in that zone it has to mm-hmm. be like 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 some like I don't know. Lyrics get caught up with it because then I'm, you know, it's the artist singing their thoughts and and mm-hmm. me going like, well, that's stupid. Like, I, what? <laughs> like, are you not I listening wanna, I don't to like feel things? I don't want to feel things. While house I'm techno Come music, on. like no, driving beats. No, because I don't like that either. Uh, and so <laughs> I, I, it's very weird. I like don't know what I'm looking for. Okay, so. In, in a movie, like any movie where the villain is introduced and there's that, like, song plays and it's usually, like, a deeper, like, kind of drone. It's very dark. That's typically what I'm after is, like, mm. villain introduction music or, like, last stand, uh, mm-hmm. uh, give me your handgun and go on without me type music. I like that, too. That's, like... Because you're building the empire. That's epic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I'll, like... Um, Aphex Twin, I'm a huge fan yeah, of. Yeah. Like, any of his okay. aliases. Uh, Come all, to Daddy. All 12. Yeah. Not really that one as much, because, you know, no. lyrics. Uh, now I'm thinking about that's Come true, to Daddy. I, I don't like that yeah. as much. Um, Lorne. I don't know if you've heard of Lorne. Um, I know the name. Uh, L-O-R-N. Electronic Artist uh, IDM. A lot of IDM. 
Uh, boards so you Canada. don't like you don't get off the call and then like the lights start flashing and like the whole rave thing happens and you're like typing on your clickety clack keyboard really loud and uh, nah, the, you know driving like the lights don't just, like, clack and the the bass line doesn't hit. It's you it's, bring out the glow sticks and you start raving in there while you're no no none of that. I have okay. a bunch of LED lighting, but it'll like I don't know. I have fun with that. It kind of goes to a goes to a deep red kind of more subdued something that's not going to grab my attention and then it's like, a good hacker color i like that yeah, yeah yeah and then i turn around in my empire chair and and you know you just see me behind the screens i got like a bunch of ultra wides um you have a cat on your lap that's no i'm allergic to cats no. i can't do cats oh, man, okay i'm a lizard right. man um oh, okay <laughs> Yeah. All right. Oh, man. This is a really good segment for you, Ross. I feel like I'm really getting to know you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, you know, there's... (laughs) You know, Jeff Webb asks in the chat, do you listen to Power Glove? My question is, do you wear a Power Glove? Uh, I think that's more relevant. I I would if that was, like, a practical thing. Uh, While you're typing? Uh, Not Power Glove. I really like Mega Drive, though. Um, That's... That's just an artist I can put on, and I won't have to worry about a song that comes up with like a, you know, I don't know, a vocal clip of somebody saying something dumb that it like mm-hmm. pisses me off, and I have to skip. Like, I can put on Mega Drive, yeah. and anything that comes on is gonna be. I have a few of those artists that are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you ever heard of uh, Igloo Ghost? Mm-mm. Okay, well that's another one to check out. It's like mm-hmm. a manic state, but. <laughs> Audio. Are you just taking random words and mashing them together? <laughs> I'm not. You're telling me. I'm not. <laughs> I'm completely serious I like about all of this. Tornado frenzy. Yeah. I like. Oh, I love lamp. Is that what you're doing now? You're just. Uh, yeah. Well, you're not gonna like the next one. The next one's Clams Casino. Uh, that's that's another Coffee one. Coffee Levels is the best band. I'm a big fan of. I don't know that one. Um. A really weird genre that my friends and I started getting into in 2020 is right. It's I don't know if this is actually a genre. It, uh, it's just Russian Doomer music. Uh, okay. And if you look up, I don't know any of that. What you're t- d- talking about right now? If you look no up, idea. okay. Well, when you get a chance on YouTube, just type in like I think it's Russian Doomer music six, and it's like a 45 minute playlist uh, of just like really depressing alternative rock in in russian uh and it's all set like the backdrop are like these really like depressed looking cartoon characters uh with like soviet block housing images behind them uh i i don't know something about that speaks to me um, but see isn't it I, so I, important I, I like i i worry ross that maybe you're an evil genius <laughs> right that'd be cool uh, yeah, well, Liam's here. <laughs> Liam Liam said, "What what flavor Matrix paste is your favorite? Plain or beige?" Uh, <laughs> like, I think that this segment gives such a great picture of who the artists on this show are, yeah. and especially today. Yeah, I think it's I think it really shapes how everybody people who haven't met you before now they know you. Yeah, intimately. Sure. Uh, I'm not sure they want to. Um, <laughs> speaking do you li- so you 
you probably don't listen to podcasts then i'm guessing I, honestly Unless you're no, not I, I don't yeah. really listen to podcasts um what yeah. one more artist i just want to i want to go over mm-hmm. before sure his name is colin stetson and this is mm-hmm. probably the weirdest of the bunch um but oh man i get a kick out of colin stetson it's this guy that plays a massive saxophone and he hooks up six different microphones in various areas of it and so it sounds like he's an entire like ensemble but it's just one guy and he'll circularly breathe for like 10 minutes um with all these microphones hooked up to the saxophone and then while he's playing the saxophone he'll like throat sing through a throat mic he does the percussion through like the paddles um of the i don't know what they're actually called Mm -hmm. but it's like it's almost like drums that's how he does like the Mm -hmm. percussion he has one at the end and then he has a few others elsewhere it's it's insane you watch him play for six minutes live and he's like dripping with sweat he's bright red like like (laughs) this guy's gonna die uh and the sound that comes out is like horrifying uh this guy's gonna die but i love it i oh i love colin stetson okay you're gonna have to link me to something i'll put that in the show notes if you can check that out yeah okay i'll do that uh plug-in besides render engine what is your favorite plug-in what do you like to use what's your go-to jeez besides render engine um this feels like a cop-out answer uh but like anything that merc guy makes yeah. yeah, amazing. Not a cop out. I hope he's doing okay. I haven't yeah, heard a lot out of that, a lot from that, him. that dude lately. I hope he's all right. Yeah. Okay, Ross. Going back to the music thing, is there any band with lyrics that you do like? Hmm. Yeah, there. Like when are, you're not in front of the computer, there right. are exceptions. I like vocals as an instrument in and of itself, but not, um, <laughs> not, but not to convey words. an idea. I I don't like that. I like. Uh, let's see. I've been into Portishead since like I th- okay. Portishead yeah. since I was yeah. in like seventh grade. Portishead's uh, I, good. I, you know, their System of a Down, obviously. Like, right. oh, I could never give that up. Hmm. Um, uh, Crystal Castles, but like I said, their lyrics are kind of more like an instrument where it's I don't know, it's really distorted shrieking or something like that, where I can't understand it, so it's, it passes the test. What about Seeger Ross? Uh, no, I haven't really listened. You should check them out specifically that. because they're an Icelandic band, so you wouldn't understand any of the lyrics. Okay. You know? Oh, okay. I yeah. see. Yeah, that's that's always an option because, you know, yeah. with, the, with the Russian stuff I was mentioning, it's like mm-hmm. I can't understand the lyrics. I can just tell they're really sad about something, but I can't know <laughs> what they're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah you should I'll, check I'll out Seeger Ross. Seeger is good. Uh, Gustav says Merck's been MIA. Yeah. I mean, he was gone for a while because he got in a, like an accident. But yeah, how about and then he came days? back. And then he came back. Like, now I haven't seen any more of him. I'm not really sure what's happened. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Did, did, is, okay. is his firmware not been updated? Is that the problem? Because he is AI. He uh, is AI. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's see. Your what is your muscle memory go to app on your phone? Uh, Are you an Android person? No, iPhone. I tried okay. Android. iPhone person. Okay. Uh, I liked Confused. I liked Android because I could like customize the app like mm-hmm. appearances and colors and things like that. Because I want mm-hmm. you know I don't want my phone to feel like another phone. Like it's got to feel like a like a hacker interface or something. Of um, course it does. But I'm on iPhone because it just it kind of works. 
So what's your go-to Hacker Man app then? Like mm-hmm. your muscle memory Hacker Man apps. I gotta think. Um, How does one hack from the phone? Typically, I'll go to Signal, and that's like a messaging app. I've got group chats on there with my friends, mm-hmm. um, and I'll just yeah, I'll stop by, see what they're up to. They're really into crypto stuff, and so I'll like see like, hey, what what do you think about number? Number is bigger today, and they're mm-hmm. like, number is bigger today. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's mm. that's kind of the go-to. Um, uh, if I'm on my phone, it's typically like I'm away from the computer, and so I'll open MetaMask and just see how big the number is. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> various other wallet things like that. Um, I, I, I have a bunch of like art stuff on here, actually. Um, there's a lot of cool art apps for the phone uh, mm-hmm. that I think kind of get slept on, but you can yeah. do some interesting things with them, like my uh, profile or my portrait that I gave you for the show mm-hmm. um, was like, I used this app called Bellis 3d and I mm-hmm. believe yeah. it's free. Oh, yeah. you've heard of it. Okay. Yeah. 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 I scanned Beeple's face with it. Oh, did you? Yeah. So, you yeah. know, yeah. So it works. I, I just scanned my face with that um, and threw that into 3d and that's how I made that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was like the whole reason that I got the, iPhone with the LiDAR thing was to be yeah. able to start doing stuff like that, which has been yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's... I I haven't been spending too much time on my phone lately at all. Lucas says he's waiting for Merc 2.0 to come right. out. I think that's the thing, prepping for the, the launch of the new He's AI. updating, yeah. Yeah, he's updating. It's a long um, update. Do you play video games then? Oh, yeah. Or do you not have time for that? Uh, I don't too much lately, but... Like, definitely. Like, that's my go-to entertainment rather than, you know, going outside, going to a park, you know, meeting people. Like, uh, I'll, I'll game. What's your go-to? Um, like... Oh, man. I hardly play it Like, anymore. are you a shooter or a role-play type I'm person, a, you know? Uh, both. Um, yeah? Yeah, but I don't know. I... I have another like I have weird criteria when it comes to games as well. Uh, if it, if it doesn't have, like, either... Like like guns, race cars, or spaceship type stuff in it. I'm typically not interested. Um, so mm-hmm. fantasy stuff typically doesn't do anything for me. Um, right. I'm my go-to for a while has been Siege, um, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, um, and I got really into it like a few years ago and just kind of dropped off and don't really bother much with it anymore. But still have the muscle memory and so it's like that interface thing you were talking about with with software is like yeah i could start playing a new game and like learn that but or i could just go into siege (laughs) and kind of have half an idea of what i'm doing um yeah and it's it's got a very steep learning curve too and so it's it's kind of just like well i'm already here i might as well just open this up. Mm-hmm. I've been playing a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn lately, though. I've heard good things about that one. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Jump the, on Halo 5 with this, man. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it never got into Halo. Um, I didn't either until I met Dave and he's you like, oh, PC? you have to play Halo. No, you can't play it on PC yet. <sighs> Halo Infinite, once well, yeah, it comes you can. out. You can play everything but, but five, 5 on PC. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would hop on it's if, it's, if you have a PC one. Um that you play. The new the new one's going to be on PC too. Apparently, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Day one release. I don't too. know. 
and they're going to be like interconnected, which I think is really weird. Like you're, you're going to be connecting the PC shooter people with like the people using controllers, and there's a big I mean, difference there. That's what happens with Fortnite and all these other ones. I know now. I know, yeah. but for Halo, like everybody, everybody's like you could only be as good as a controller, right? When you're yeah. using the controller and you're playing people who have precision a precision mouse on their computer, there's going to be a big yeah, difference there. Always. But, hey, I've got a question for you, Mr. Hacker Man. What is your okay. favorite life hack? <laughs> Mitch Myers turns the the toaster on its side for some bomb-ass grilled cheese. But you, as a hacker, must also have some good life hacks, right? Favorite life hack... Oh, I don't know. That's kind of... That's... That's weird. Uh, I don't really... I don't know. I feel like my whole life is a life hack. It could be be something about, like, life in general. Like, you know, self-help type stuff. Or it could be, like, one of those toaster type hacks. It's, like, not, like, life-changing or anything, but... Mm -hmm. You know, like, what do you do? Like, what's something that you do? Uh, that that's like a shortcut in your day. I mean, it could be the sleep stuff, but I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of one. Um, yeah, I uh, might just have to go with that. But yeah, I'll I'll think on it some more. I know I've got like a okay. ton. Um, uh, I don't know. Typically, it's always hard when you're on the spot. Yeah, you know, like uh, no, I should have an answer for this. I'm 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 disappointed that I don't. Um, I, there's just, just I don't know. There's well. a lot that I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta think some more on that. Uh, yeah, oh, we can come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back to it. We can, we can go <laughs> to the drop and, and okay. think about it in the meantime. Are you ready, Matt? Let's go. Let's go to the drop. The drop. 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 Is this the fucking mic? Drop. This is exactly what I should be doing. <laughs> What's up and welcome to this week's episode of The Drop, your weekly source for all things NFT and crypto art, as well as upcoming drops by notable people in the MoGraph industry. I'm Matt Milstead. Joining me as always, Dave Koss, and Yo. as well as Ross Morris from Cryptobiotica. Uh, many of you may know him or may know Cryptobiotica and uh, the fun stuff. We're I'm excited talk to about talk it about it today. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this is um, going to be uh, a little bit longer episode because I think we're going to get into some uh, some fun crypto talk besides mm-hmm. just drops today. So mm-hmm. uh, let's let's real quick just just hop into the drops, get that out of the way, and then we're going to hop into the cryptobiotica. I'm going to use the bathroom real quick. So you guys please do. I wish you would. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Um, first up, let's go over to the big drops on Nifty Gateway and Maker's Place. Um, Nifty Gateway, I feel like Nifty Gateway has listened to all of our advice saying, stop doing so many drops. <laughs> yeah. So they've basically got like one, two maximum per day throughout this yeah. week, which is awesome. I think that's I really, like really that's good. I feel like that's a good move. I don't have, we don't have links for all of these because, um, you know, for some people who are doing a drop on Nifty, feel like they're too cool to actually put some sort of like thing together. Promo um, or link promo or show what or it's going to be. Or even just saying, or... hey, I'm doing a drop this day. Right. That's, that's one of my biggest beefs with Nifty Gateway is I wish the artists would show what they're selling ahead of time, you know, because it's like, right. 
I don't know. Anyway, uh, oh, today. I know. Yeah, I get it. Uh, today, uh, the 24th. Um, what are we in? May? May 24th. Uh, you overlord Fargo- 2021. Yeah. <laughs> Craig Fargo and Infected <laughs> Mushrooms. Infected Mushrooms, the, the band, I guess. Um, they're doing a drop uh, today, which is cool. I think it's like this whole like series of different mushrooms and stuff. That, so that should be fun. Uh, that's at one thirty. So that uh, apparently started an hour ago. <laughs> Oh, there you go. All right, so uh, hey, you know, pick it up should, on secondary. We should see how that's going. Um, right. I'm going to look at that. Um, but uh, tomorrow, uh, an artist by the name of Giant Swan is doing a drop as well. Um, I'm interested in this one. It says li- limited digital editions. It's like. I, I I don't know. I'm interested to see what this is about. Like it's the same thing. Like this cool little animation that they're showing and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like is that uh, the is NFT? that what they're selling? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, could be a little yeah. more informative. So and anyway, but that's a that's a cool little animation. I thought that was that's neat. where people pick up interest. I guess they don't care. They're I like agree. I'm gonna be on Nifty, so I'm just gonna make money, whatever. But yeah, uh, you know. A little promo and hype would be good. Right, totally. Oh. Um, next up, the 26th Wednesday, we've got BD White um, doing a drop. We got some of that sweet, sweet astronaut action. You know, Heck yeah. It's not an NFT if it doesn't have an astronaut in it, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, there's that one on the 26th. On 27th, uh, Three Lao. I'm pretty sure I'm saying this cor- incorrectly, yeah. uh, but I feel like this is a this per- this artist is a, a big artist in the industry, in the 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 crypto space. But they didn't put anything on there, so I almost skipped them. But I feel like I recognize <laughs> the name anyway. Um, yeah. On the 28th as well, you would think with two big artists like this, they would you know want to actually promote it but chad knight and cascade are doing a uh, a uh, uh collab <laughs> together yeah ross is over here doing his taxes yeah <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> uh. opening a meat and cheese packet <laughs> Ooh, that protein though yeah it's his midnight snack yeah. right now yeah right right um, uh, Chad, but, Chad Knight and Cascade. I like me some Cascade. I, right. I hope that it's I like a Chad valuable too, as well. You know, I just wish I could real see, collab. Wish I could see what some of this stuff looks like. I know. I'm real and sad it's like, about that. And it's like, talk about the relationship. Like, mm-hmm. what is Chad Knight's relationship with Cascade? Is right. there one, or was it like, hey, we just need someone to do a thing? Like, do you, did they, you have a? Did you talk? Did you collaborate? Yeah. Did you get on Skype? Did you have like a moment where you were like vibing with the artist, or did their like publisher come and say, "Hey, make us a thing"? Right, right, right. Okay, Billy. Okay, yeah, Three Loud is a DJ. Okay, I knew I recognize. I recognize the anything name that has a number in it instead yeah. of a letter. Most likely is, is going to be Slough, Slough, Slough. You know, I'm thinking because, Slough, or it could be E L A U. Oh, Elau. Elau. I don't know. Man. It's like Dead Mouth Five. You right, just don't exactly. know. You just don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, also on the 28th, uh, Exoart, um, mm-hmm. or or is it Hugs and Kisses or Art? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Hugs and Kisses <laughs> Art. Hugs and ki- Kisses and Hugs so, Art. So uh, that, Art. This one actually has a link. They did a uh, they did a thing, which I don't know what it oh. is. It's called Hello World, which is interesting. I like I like. You know, we'll see where that goes. Um, are you able to read this code on command? Pronounced Ross? Blau? Is it really? 
Cameron, you, is it pronounced Blau? Is it Blau? Oh, that makes sense. Because that would be that's so three is a stupid. B. Blau. That's so okay. stupid. All right. But I'm I'm trying to can you can you I can't Ross, read code. I don't do any code. Go through coding. this code. Oh, come on, Hacker it's Man. It's all about come the on. three is a B. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Just these Hacker things. Man. All right, and uh, that's it for Nifty Gateway, which uh, that's actually all yep. the drops for this week, which is cool. You know, I'm glad I'm glad they dropped down the amount of drops and you know that they're doing per day, which I think is good for the industry. I think it's good for Nifty Gateway. You know, whatever, um, mm-hmm. and it, it it puts more attention on the individual artist, which is good. I think that's good <laughs> for our space. You know, yeah. Um, only one drop this week on Maker's Place, which is today. Um, the super talented artist John Norlander did a drop with Manchester City. Boo, Manchester City, West Ham <laughs> United forever. I love oh my myself gosh. some West Ham, and I'm sad that uh, that Manchester City won the Premier League, but whatever. So there's a bunch of really cool like uh, animations and stuff, you know. Uh, uh, if, 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 you know, Manchester city is your thing and all I would do it to support John Norlander, not Manchester city. Now, if John Norlander worked (laughs) with West Ham United, I would be all over that hammers forever. Um, let's see in the community drops. Uh, we only got a couple here. Um, let's see. We, uh, we feel so stupid. Last week we had Jan Sladeko on the show and we didn't even we didn't talk ask about, him about his, his NFTs. Drops. Right, oh we didn't gosh. even talk about his NFTs. It's because so, we were like all on a hard out and we were like trying to get done yeah, and yeah. we finished I'm like we didn't even talk about your drops. Yeah. Uh so Jan's we'll put those stuff, in the notes. I believe you can find them. <laughs> um, I think it's on is it on Maker's Place Foundation Super Rare? I believe so. I will link to One it in the them. notes. Yes. Yeah. So we'll put it in yeah. the notes. Um, next up, we've got uh, Paul Robinson, Send 3 Productions. Paul, uh, 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 Dave, you want to bring this up? Oh, man, plan, this plan B. Yeah, this one's so plan good. Plan B. This one's so good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to zoom it in a little if I can here. Here we go. It's <clears throat> not too bad, but yeah, check I, this out. I love this one. He, he said he actually modeled everything, which is oh, rad. Nice. You know? Nice. But it's like, and it's got a sweet loop and stuff like that. It's a really good piece. Like, the stuff that Paul's been putting out is really, really good. And, um, uh, Paul, you're underutilized at, you know, the the WWE. They they need to do <laughs> more cool stuff. For You need to do more cool stuff for them. Anyway. There you go. Um, uh, it, next up, we've promotion. also yeah, got... Awesome. Yeah, I know, right? He just got a, a bid on one of his uh, one of his first pieces, which is cool. You know, it's really good to see that. Right. Um, next up, we got Andy Needham. Andy Needham did one on Hickenyuck. Don't get me started about that name. <laughs> so, but this one's cool. I love this one. I think it's super cool. Um, uh, it's he. He says he was uh, he was playing. He's been watching his kids a lot lately, and you know, got kind of inspired by one of his kids' toys, which I think is cool. I think it's way rad. Yeah. You know, it's one of those little uh, little, little poppers, little, little poppers. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool. Right. I really like the uh, index of refraction that he used inside of there too. Really does it for me. Nice. <laughs> It's 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 actually really cool. Like look at how the light effects in the back 
of it. Like mm-hmm. that's I like that. That's pretty dope. Well, I think the there's one half is the red thing, and then the other half yeah. is like a mirror on the backside, right? Yeah, something, yeah, something well, like that. Interesting looking. So I think, uh, and then do we have another? Yeah, one? yeah, we had another one. Actually, no, they're no. both. They were both Paul. There were two oh, Paul. Oh, like right. I put it. That's I right. put in Paul last week, and then you put him we in both today. Had Paul. Oh no, so we that's both all, put that's him all in we got, time. huh? Yeah, that's it. If uh, if right. if if anyone is doing a drop or has dropped a new piece or whatever, <laughs> and you want to pimp it on the show, whatever, feel free to shoot us an email info at mograph.com, and uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll post it on the air. So yeah. Don't hate on the Tumblr of NFT platforms. Which one? The Tumblr. Hick and yuck. Hick, he, he yuck. I mean, <laughs> when, Goof, when Goofy wants to right. do his NFTs, <laughs> he picks a yuck. A yuck. I mean, no hate on the platform itself. Like, right. No, I really like what platform. they're doing. It's yeah. just, oh man, the name bothers me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's no way to like tell it to someone in person without sounding like you just like had something break in your brain <laughs> yeah they're just like you gotta just... spell it and you're like heist t and nun nun c did yeah. i just hear a typo Di- in person <laughs> x but yeah <laughs> sorry oh, i spoke funny. a typo and then yeah. you can yeah. call it hen and then i'm just thinking about chickens or then you can call right. it hick and mm. then i'm thinking about a guy that lives in the woods yeah. somewhere and that then you finally do it chickens. and you finally spell it out for someone they're like oh dot com right no it's dot xyz <laughs> like, like right. I've never even it's seen just, a site with yeah. that. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if you just smash me, the keyboard, you'll get you, there. <laughs> smash your face against the keyboard and hit enter. You'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's the big problem is like I don't I don't know I don't I don't think I even, I I could not even begin to type in the address like of it. I would literally right. type hick and yuck and see if like <laughs> I get there. You know? Yeah, Carlos says the cat walked across the keyboard. Yeah. That's actually how they signed up for the domain name. Right. The cat was on hover.com and like <laughs> walked across and hit enter and it right. purchased the, yep. the website. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now apparently it's mm-hmm. Latin. Um, we know. Yeah, that's what I hear. It's oh, you know, okay. it's just yeah. stupid. It's it's, dumb. it's Latin for um, <laughs> not understandable. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's Latin, Latin for, for unintelligible. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about cryptobiotica. Let's Finally. Let's talk. Oh, sure. Yes. Tell us about so, it. Tell us about tell us all a, the things. A, a little bit about because we uh, uh, when when we had the special a few weeks ago. That's when we first talked about cryptobiotica, and mm-hmm. I felt like, and this was kind of as the NFT space was kind of dwindling down a little bit. But this this cryptobiotica thing, man, it piqued my interest again, because mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm a bit I'm a big fan of like Pokemon cards and like you know breeding Pokemon and stuff like that. <laughs> this is just this such was, a great very, example yeah. of using the blockchain Absolutely. instead of just oh here's an NFT. This is a whole another level. And so explain to us from the beginning. What for yes. somebody who has not heard of this before? That's yes. the thing. Somebody's just watching this and they're like, "What is this site?" Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Cryptobiotica was a, a biotech company that reached out to me, and um, I want to say, uh, like early, like no, like late February, um, and you know they had this, they had this really 
remarkable uh, discovery that they'd made that uh, I didn't like believe at first, and, and it took a lot of like spelling out, and mm-hmm. and then you know the next question was like like what do you okay why are you contacting me what do you want me to do um, and so to spell it out they basically <clears throat> they're using some kind of algorithm some kind of engine uh, that interprets like like digital information as if it were physical information mm-hmm. uh, and so like you know it, that essentially allows them to take digital information and view it as though it was you know the way the same way that we view our own world um, and like that was pretty mind-blowing enough to me uh, but then they said that they had actually found these forms of life uh, living in in this world um, this this void like environment because um, they they started looking into ethereum's blockchain first I guess uh, it's a very digital rich environment and mm-hmm. yeah they found these things moving around and and living out their lives basically creating this like fast uh ecosystem um you know within within the blockchain that people are using continuously and and actually feeding off of like energy discharge from that blockchain mm. um which mm. was really interesting especially uh, when they started drawing parallels for me between like ocean life and things like that, and how you know the the basis of the oceanic ecosystem is is formed uh, by these like autotrophic uh, unicellular organisms that just kind of convert sunlight into their own food source, and they in turn feed larger organisms, and so on and so forth. Uh, it what the the impression I've gotten so far because they are kind of secretive, um, just kind of giving me what I need to know to do my thing. Um, mm-hmm. Is that they're seeing the same kind of system developed in this like bizarre digital environment, um, and so they've kind of dedicated themselves to exploring this further and and mapping out these chains of life um because there's a lot of very uh i don't know specific attributes and uh or i guess i should say traits and properties Mm -hmm. to this these life forms that we're not like super familiar with um as is like if we're trying to put it in the context of of animals and life that we do know uh it's it's really it's something else that i don't think has ever been uh seen before or or discovered um like like for instance they you know like evolution is typically a process that requires like a lot of time to play out and for us to actually see happen um but but in the digital world that's that's it's faster right yeah, it's it's like instant. So, um, I, you know, there, a lot of these terms being used, I don't even feel like fully in, encompass what is being observed. So, like like species and and things like that. Like the best we can make of them are you know different species. Um, 
but in reality, it's like two species of animals, uh, you know, uh, two different species of fish, for instance, like could not like breed together and then make a, a new kind of fish. Um, right. But that's what we're seeing here with with cryptobiotic organisms is like two of them mm. from different apparent species can actually uh, they refer to it as pollination, um, mm-hmm. I guess, because it's not like physical contact is, is needed at all. And it's all some kind of digital transfer of information. Um, uh, Similar to the way uh, like bacteria can share DNA. Right. Um, so, like, if you like, that's why uh, that's why uh, uh, they tell you not to take antibiotics because antibiotics, you know, can hold DNA from things that will kill. Well, so basically, it will if a if a bacteria becomes immune to antibiotics, it produces that DNA that will make them immune, and then can very easily pass on that DNA to other bacteria. That's why they fear of this like superbug, the superbacteria that is completely, you know, uh, uh, immune to antibiotics. Yeah, yeah. It's, they. I mean, that's to compare it to you know. So that would be like that would be like an attribute being passed down, and mm-hmm. these have that too. Um, but they're actual mm-hmm. like like means of of reproduction, like the 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 mechanisms and process, I guess that that occurs through. Like it it at least hasn't been made very clear to me. But um, this lab seems to have gotten the at least the mechanics of it down to a point mm-hmm. where they figured out how to uh, encapsulate them within, you know, an NFT, which, like, it sounds a little out there, um, but, I mean, it doesn't really when you consider they're also digitally native in the Mm -hmm. most literal sense possible um, for them to be able to capture within a certain indivisible uh, mechanism, I guess, of the digital... uh, that's the most sense I can make of it myself, but like, yeah, uh, they figured out how to put them in NFTs, and beyond that, um, they can trigger this like pollination process through blockchain transactions. Yeah, um, that was gonna be my question: is like, where does the NFT pollination part fall into? Explain the process, right? A little bit, right? So. Um, the NFTs are, you know, they have to be prepped in a certain way. It's, it's not like any other kind of art form where you can, you know, uh, figure out a picture, uh, oh, okay, I'm going to mint this. And then, you know, you're putting it on the chain. That's it. Like they have to create a container that simulates their natural environment. Um, and then take that container and then format it into an NFT. Uh, and then at that point, there are certain mechanisms built into that pre-NFT state, which they call an NSFV, which is a, a non-fungible sub-void um, that enables like a waste energy pass-through when a transaction is being transferred to a specific wallet address in cryptobiotica's case they've arranged for that to be their labs address and so when you own two of these 
uh, of the same evolutionary level and state, uh, you can. There's actually a form on the website under pollination tab, mm-hmm. um, and you can initiate a pollination uh, a couple different types at the moment um, to basically combine two of the different species you own into one new one that is distinct from either parent but adopts uh adopts uh, cosmetic uh, traits and other attributes from uh either parent species essentially um and so they really wanted to uh they, they really reached out to me to kind of facilitate this whole program that they're calling the pollinator initiative where it's they don't feel like they can get through all of the work needed to be done to map out these evolutionary chains mm-hmm. uh and so they were like okay well we can do this nft thing what if we just get the you know, open the door to the public for their involvement because it's like an interesting like development and people might be interested in this so they kind of tentatively reached out to me like hey we're thinking about doing this um we see it you're in nfts and and kind of leading communities like do you want to try setting this up uh and i was like yeah sure this is really interesting and so i sprung for that uh and you know here we are now uh and yeah so uh i'm basically managing their pollinator initiative um Mm -hmm. in a few different like facets like i i help design the cards themselves um mm-hmm. i'm working on the um the icons that represent the attributes of each species um and uh oh and the cool part i almost forgot when you combine a pair of species that has not yet been combined um you're essentially discovering a new species right. for the first time because mm-hmm. yeah two parent organisms will consistently produce the same organism and if nobody has gotten to that yet if no other researcher has has done that uh that new species is yours and you maintain like a pretty great degree of ownership over it so you Mm -hmm. can determine its common name uh you can determine Mm -hmm. how many specimens of it will exist in captivity and you could read that as additions um right you could um uh you have sole access to uh, adopt these additional specimens for 0.1 ETH each. Um, so if you wanted to get your whole own little operation going where you're like trading them for others or, or you know, reselling, like you're welcome to do that. You kind of maintain full ownership over these, even though, because you, like, that's kind of the reward for participating in the research and helping progress this cause mm-hmm. of theirs. Um, and that's, I mean, that's really the gist of it, all that. Um, I got this form here, too. So you fill out the form. You put in your email. Mm-hmm. You specify the pair of, this is for the second phase. So the, you yeah. specify the pair of first phase species that you want to pollinate. Yeah. Then you verify that you're going to pay for the transaction and all of that and your wallet address info. Yeah. And then and then they're pollinated in the lab. Is that how that works? Well, uh, the th- yeah, here's so the transaction itself is actually what triggers the pollination um, because 
like I mentioned before, the NSFV component of the NFTs has this waste energy pass-through mechanism that when that transaction is sent to Cryptobiotica's wallet, uh, it allows that waste energy to pass through uh, and therefore it triggers the pollination. So each of these transaction like amounts, so you'll see like 0.4 for the um, uh, the second phase pollination and a mm-hmm. 0.35 for the uh, first phase pollination, like that has been determined to be the like minimum threshold to trigger this reproductive process. Um, and so like you can turn in the form all day uh, and say you have species, but without that transaction actually going through, like you're not, like it's not, you're not triggering anything. Um, mm-hmm. Like they're just, you know, getting a notification that the form was filled out because essentially what happens is uh, upon being hit with that waste, that wave of energy from that transaction, uh, they in some way, and this is I think why they're calling it pollination and not like mating or breeding, like uh, through like a non-physical way, that information is able to be transferred to that transaction, like the moment it's sent out. And so those two streams of, I guess, data from either parent species kind of intermingles within said transaction and then the spawn will actually materialize at the destination of that transaction um, within you know that specific digital void that you know wherever that transaction is going to Um, and so it's set up to only enable this to go to the lab wallet uh, because that wallet in particular has been set up with this very specific um, or this this very I, I don't know any details about it, it's some kind of capture apparatus so as soon as that thing spawns and materializes there it's it's already captured um, and that's actually their only means of like capturing these things like they, they don't know how to bring them out of the, of the wild I guess you mm. could say um so they've engineered this whole system in order to be able to track like evolutionary lines and study them in depth and up close and in detail uh which you know it also doesn't disrupt i guess these strange ecosystems they're finding cuz you know who knows if you take out one thing the whole thing could collapse they just like don't they don't know about any of it enough to be right. able to make that kind of certainty mm-hmm. and judgment call so um, Liam asks, "What were the three starting species that these started with?" Three starting species. I think that's a Pokemon reference. There's actually oh, eight a, base. There's eight species. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotta catch them all. There are eight base species. Um, he also wants to know if this is safe. We're not supposed to cross the streams, so you're not crossing the streams, are you? What streams? Is this is this another Pokemon? I never played reference. Pokemon. It's oh, a it's... Ghostbusters reference. Oh, okay. I, Did I you don't... ever see Ghostbusters? I don't think I have. Oh, man. Okay. You're going to yeah, run into a lot streams. of things like that <laughs> yeah. with me. Oh, you haven't seen that? No, I haven't seen I looked any. at the trap, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Can, can these species evolve? Wait, uh, I lost. Uh, can these species evolve to complex-looking organisms, or are we still early? Oh, that is a good question. That's the thing. They're, we're still really early, but what's? Uh, and I mean, you could go to the if you go to the Twitter. Um, it's just at Cryptobiotica. Uh, like, I notice personally um, as each time these like a new one is found they're getting further and further more complex um especially if in terms of evolutionary development because you have first phase evolutions and those are the result of any of the eight base species uh like a cross-pollination of them and then you have second phase and that is any cross-pollination of the 28 possible first phase evolutions um and because because i'm wondering like in in the distant future are we going to see like you know you know those evolutions in the form of maybe like cilia or fins or things are we going to start seeing are there are there attributes that are coming out that are starting to look like those types of things that we see in physical evolutions uh yes and no there's there's i i mean i noticed stuff like that i've yeah I've noticed some stuff like that, but there's also, uh, like, weird stuff that we don't really see, like, that we're not really familiar with, because it's, it's like, it really is like this parallel world where, like, just about anything is possible. Like, one of the latest ones that came out, um, because uh, we actually just processed two second phase evolutions, and those are really exciting. Uh, one of them has this, like, sonar mechanism, uh, built into it that like releases this very high intensity energy pulse that actually like broke a bunch of uh, lab equipment and their whole like system was was down for a couple days there um and so i i mean i'm sure you know bats have echo location and things like Mm -hmm. that but Mm um i don't there's it might be hard to recognize these evolutions because we're not we're trying to compare it too much to physical world, right? Right, like, right. And yeah. honestly, it's just still so early on. There's there's just no telling what will eventually like what we'll eventually start seeing. Um, uh, I'm really excited to see it though. I'm not. I don't personally have any myself because I'm I'm just like way too busy managing the whole thing to get into it. Um, but I, I love the chance to be able to just, you know, sit here and make it happen for other people and kind of see how this mm-hmm. keeps evolving and developing. Yeah. Um, um, Liam wants to know, do you have to feed him <laughs> or anything like Tamagotchi? Is that a thing or do, are they, do they sustain after that? What do you mean? They don't like die. Like you don't have to, you don't have to. Oh, they're sustained. Um, as, yeah. as far as they can tell, they've developed a, these NSFV things I mentioned can sustain them indefinitely. So their natural death and life cycle is typically at the mercy of uh, like blockchain volatility and things like that. So entire like orders and families of species can just be like wiped out if a, you know, if a coin suddenly like, you know, nobody's using it anymore there's no energy passing through that Mm -hmm. they have no means of surviving they can enter some kind of dormant state for a little bit i think but um 
that's typically how their life and death cycle will play out. Um, but as long as they're sustained enough, like, ambient energy, which is the purpose of that, like, NFT formatting uh, recipe they do, uh, they'll just go on and on, and you won't have to worry about it dying or feeding it, um, like, anything like that. So if somebody wants to get started and collect these mm-hmm. on, on in their wallet, what do they need to do? What do they need to go to start? Um, so that's the thing. We're sold out of all eight of the base species. That happened very quickly. That was like three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And all 44 were gone. Um, and now at this phase, if you go to... Uh, Cryptobiotica's um, Maker's Place Marketplace, uh, there's a subsection of that marketplace uh, labeled Available for Adoption. Um, And you'll see two first phase species uh, that are available there, but um, they're not going to be cheap at this point because essentially if if crypto the only way that cryptobiotica can resell any discoveries from from other people is if they like explicitly give permission for them to do so mm-hmm. um, and there's there've been two people uh one of them uh luminous blue death star and how these are priced is uh basically the um the resources sunk into finding this uh, right. species is going to be their direct resale price but um, gotcha. what you can do is you can go to any of the first phase evolutions or any of the base species and you can find who owns it now and then make their current owner an offer um, and see what they would be willing to, to part with their specimens for but um, it hasn't been yeah they <laughs> I, I haven't seen a lot of people have have luck doing that. Uh, a lot of our, a lot of the people involved in our in our project who've been made as like research associates because of their involvement, um, they're much more inclined to hang on to these. Uh, so I've seen a lot of like lowball offers come in that just get rejected. Um, I've seen a lot of people actually bid higher than was the original asking price. Um, still get mm-hmm. rejected. Uh, so you could try your luck there, or you could um, you could go for one of these uh, available first phase species and um, cross pollinate them to make a second phase, which are looking to be more and more exciting as this goes on. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a lot of people are adopting, and uh, gosh, there's more questions here. Yeah, Liam says so. If Elon is says we're not accepting a certain coin anymore, that's that's a nuke for them, right? Like his question is like, since energy is or matter is not created or, or destroyed, where do they where do they go? Where does this energy end up when the coin disappears on the blockchain? We're getting into some, some metaphysics stuff here. Uh, right. I, that's the thing, though, is we'll they see. they might only have, like, and when I say they, I'm referring to Cryptobiotica, which is the lab. I've never met anyone in person. Um, only, like, a handful of phone calls. It's mostly through through uh, Zoom, uh, email-type stuff, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I got to use this app that's like heavily encrypted uh, and they will not contact me through any other method. Um, so yeah. they're, they're very locked tight on, on details and, and things like that. And so I'm, I'm kind of given as much as they believe I need to know to right. like keep the operation afloat. And, but honestly, personally, I'm not sure they even know the answers to some of these questions. Um, they might have a clue, uh, and the best you could hope for is that they'll like release it, uh, one day. I, I've def I've actually, let's see, when was that? Friday? Friday, I was told they plan to start, um, gradually releasing more information because we just, they got a bunch, a whole bunch of data from the last few pollinations that went through because they were the first, second phases, so... Um, they're gonna. They're still processing it, I guess. Um, but they learned a lot of of stuff. I wasn't. I wasn't told any specifics, but um, I'm sure we'll find out as as things get discovered and whatnot. Yeah. I'm sure they'll do some press releases and whatnot. Yeah. You know. It's kind of like yeah. research briefings. That's not what they're called. Um, <laughs> uh, I wanna. I think they're finding reports. Uh, there's there's been one release so far, but. Um, the impression I, I got some of those, is like, more a, a, those like photos, those imaging like electron microscope looking. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That was apparently almost like uh, I guess like a Gen one you could consider it of their interpretive imaging system. Um, mm -hmm. It very much looks like uh, a electron scan esque. Um, yeah, but apparently that actually damages them. That technique or method but uh that was that was like a couple of years ago when they were first finding these and didn't know what to make of them but at this point uh i think you'll see that it's been like much improved uh and is but are these images detailed. like digital representations of what we would see you know like oh we can't see an atom or these actual right well i mean that's the that's the gray area isn't it um because it's running it through a computer like i get a bunch of people that are like well isn't this just cgi and it's like well they're computer generated so yes uh mm -hmm. like right. in, a, in the most literal sense possible um it's just a uh i forget the actual name of it it's called like a p2 die algorithm uh it's it's basically this engine that is uh, takes up like a room full of servers that's just crunching digital data and interpreting it in the same way that a brain does to signals that your eyes send it. Oh, um, I gotcha. And so okay. that's what you're seeing is that interpretation being spit out by this algorithm. Interesting. I gotcha. So I'm sure while you're working in your lab there, uh, you're you're watching the price of Oh, I'm not in the lab. And everything too. <laughs> oh, you're not in the lab at the moment. I mean, I, you have I, your own lab. I, I mean, my lab is just my computer station. They've, I, yeah. I, they have some kind of actual lab out there. In of course, a location I've not been made aware of. Uh, actually, doing the science and doing the work. I'm just kind of like, I've kind of become the de facto like front man for the whole NFT side of things and the public participation mm -hmm. component. Like, I reach out. I follow up with people i do all the customer like like pr stuff um although i'm bringing on more staff i've i've just recently had to 
start bringing people on because it's getting to be more than just I alone can handle. Um, right. But, um, yeah, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I was just saying you've been watching the price of cryptocurrency as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad right now. Mm-hmm. It got really good, and well, then it got really bad. You know, it's what it was a month right. ago is how I look at it. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I've been sort of half following it, and all of my friends have been following it since 2017. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're up. They're still up, like, 20 times uh, in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I don't know. It's it's not too bad. Uh, I've been told specifically by them because I've asked about this myself. Is like, hey, so these cryptocurrency prices, like, what does this mean for the whole thing? Uh, right. And apparently, it doesn't matter. Like the this the the valuation that people place on blockchain and and various tokens, like apparently these organisms don't really care uh and they're just gonna keep doing their thing anyway because when it was really high um like i had people asking me and i reached out to the lab and i was just like is there so with the price so high like can people submit like lower pollination fees so that you know Mm. progress can keep going Mm -hmm. and the answer was just like a resounding no, because that's literally the minimum that's threshold the minimum you required. Have to, yeah, the threshold. Yeah, because it won't trigger the the pollination or the reproductive cycle otherwise. Um, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It is what it is. Mm. I guess. Interesting. Oh boy. Oh boy. Look who's here. Dorpy. Uh-uh. Oh boy. What is this? Hey, hey uh, I had to stop by because I heard the words crypto art and labs, which are uh-huh. two of my favorite words. So I thought I'd say hi. I just uh, been watching what you're talking about here. I I hope these things can't get out of control and take over the place. You know, like in uh, Jurassic Bark. Is this a, is this a new species or something? <laughs> what am I looking at here? <laughs> yeah, I, I, tr- I tried to go research a little bit, but your site said you had to be over 18 to enter. That's so not true I, at all. <laughs> I, I only meet that requirement in dog ears only. Oh, okay. um, Dorpy, <laughs> I, I I think that you uh, were not on the right website. No. You went to you're on cryptobiotica.com, right? <laughs> what? Biotica? <laughs> oh man, where I, did you I did go? Not, I did not get that website right. I gotta go. I gotta go uh, erase my internet history. Crypto- Maybe bye. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even want to know where uh, where where Borfi uh, ended up. Dor- Dorpy. 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 Yeah. Morphy. <laughs> I had a friend of mine called Beeple Mookle once. <laughs> a Mookle. Uh, How do you even? I mean, you could at least say, you know, bleeple or something right. similar. Oh no, that's how it's it started. Even... Uh, each time I talk to him, he's, he's just yeah. You know, so changes it. How's Dinkle doing? Right, and I'm like, where, where are you coming Who? up with these yeah. from? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what? Where do you think NFTs are going? Just in general, where do you where do you see NFTs in the next ten years? Mm-hmm. Um, ten years. Well, that's a that's a long stretch. Um, I. I have ideas for where it's going in like the more immediate future uh, because 
like obviously and it's been said to death but just the layer two thing needs to come out um mm. and that's totally agree that's that just keeps you know yeah. that's going to be like one of those continuous things and it's like if ethereum doesn't you know manage to pull that off then you know it'll be replaced by a different blockchain that can effectively do that because they already exist totally. out there they just weren't first to market um mm-hmm. and so yeah either or it's going forward like the whole gas issues and congestion issues uh are going to be resolved one way or the other whether, whether right. that's you know ethereum or whether it's another coin um yeah mm-hmm. so uh with that in mind it's you know they could kind of become implemented into into everything but i assume you're referring more to like in an artistic sense of things i mean kind of artistic like where when this becomes normal what does that mean that's kind of where i have been looking at this recently because mm-hmm. we had the big thing we had the big rally and it's here and it's going to stay but as the years go by where do the nfts and the blockchain transactions fall for the average artist well, I think their use and uh, popularity will ascend directly in proportion to uh, or with um, people's own online like sense of identity and the transference of like status and appearance to online formats rather than like physical. And so, like you have. Uh, $200,000 Rolex watches and so at a certain point like certain NFTs like going to someone's social media profile and which will have NFT implementation like you'll go to their mm-hmm. profile and you'll see things that they own um, and right. it'll be like the equivalent to that um, it'll be like a means of demonstrating what you're into what you do and where you put your money and what you decide to invest in. Um, it'll mm-hmm. all be self-apparent and completely verified. Nobody be able to lie about it and be like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm really into uh, donating to charitable causes and doing this and that. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you go to your profile, don't see any of the things that would like indicate and right. prove that. And so that's where I think there is a like friction point in people's online personas and identities and things like that. And I think NFTs could fill that. Um, I don't know. The use cases are just like too numerous to even dive into in like a Yeah, I mean, I, I never want to have to buy fast food with cryptocurrency right. because if people know how often I go to Taco <laughs> Bell on the blockchain. Yeah. So use a privacy yeah. coin. Uh, See, that's, uh, that's yeah. one thing that I don't like about... Um, uh, Venmo, you know, is that sometimes oh, yeah. you've got your your transfers as public, and it's like that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. You need to yeah. see how much money you're spending on drugs, right? It's just <laughs> you know not a good way to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing is that's a sentiment that I think more than just you would feel, and so it would be like, uh, do you? I don't know, you would get trophies for things, even if it's going to Taco Bell. Like, mm-hmm. here's a trophy for getting Yeah, burritos. talk about gas fees, am I right? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. All right, that wasn't <laughs> bad. Uh, 
But like consider um, like the ability to display and showcase trophies that you genuinely are proud of. Like mm-hmm. went to to Camp Mograph this mm-hmm. many years in a row. Here's all the yeah. badges received from going to Camp Mograph this many mm-hmm. years in a row. Um, then people can go, oh, what's Camp MoGraph? They click on it, they learn more. Oh, mm-hmm. this person's really into motion graphics. Uh, and then they can see how many people also have that badge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It's yeah. like, oh, everybody's in this Camp MoGraph NFT club. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is just one use case. Um, the right. other one, which is more obvious that I think has already been talked about, is like, like game cosmetics and things like that. Um, like being able to buy a skin, uh, like a certain weapon skin, um, AR skin. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one I always or, bring up. Or AR, yeah. Uh, and just have it be cross-platform, cross-game. Um, yeah. And, like, all that verification necessary to do that kind of stuff is is done. Um, I heard a rumor Ubisoft was even getting into or was looking into Tezos and how they could mm. use and apply it. Um, mm. And I think we're going to see more of that, like, you know whether crypto happens to be up or down here or then. Like, I would say it's definitely here to stay at this point, and it's just mm-hmm. going to become even more and more apparent and like present uh, because I, like Ryan, just the other week, like he got a takeout at a restaurant nearby, and on the receipt was printed uh, Dogecoin to the moon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't print that on there. Like yeah. that. It's it, it funny. Just, like it came with that. Like everybody knows about the stuff now, and so I think the like the lull that we've seen since 2018, like till now, I don't I, I don't see that happening again. Um, I yeah. think it's seen too much widespread exposure. Whereas mm-hmm. like I only knew about it back then because a bunch of my friends were into it, and so I was I had to know about it. Um, and like yeah. Carlos says in the chat here, like property titles will yeah. be linked to the, the blockchain. I mean, yeah, that absolutely. is great. Car case. titles, physical yeah. things. Absolutely. Physical things, and they're you know accompanying like, <clears throat> it's the answer to a lot of uh, utility stuff like that, but in an art mm-hmm. sense it's like, I think we've still yet to see the extent of like, how that can change what we think of as artwork and, and the limits of artwork, like programmable smart contracts is the next thing I'm looking into um, uh, like state changes of things um, right dynamic nfts dynamic mm-hmm. yeah yeah yep absolutely oh man so interesting to, to to see how it's evolving and just think about where it's going if, if you're somebody who really likes to think about the future and the possibilities of the future and where all of that fun stuff is going. It's, it's great because you can just, the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's kind of why I've thrown myself headfirst into it all. Because, um, I mean, I was a TA for School of Motion before all this and didn't have too much else to my name uh, other than that. And so I've kind of just looked at this as, like, the opportunity to make that start because uh, I, I have, like, full confidence it's, it's going like places and now is the time to build and the time to mm-hmm. anticipate that and mm-hmm. kind of position yourself at you know the forefront of a huge new thing that'll be world changing in many senses. Yeah, we're definitely in the friendster days of NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's for true. Once we get to the We're not Facebook even to MySpace. Phase. Yeah. 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 <laughs> get to yeah. Facebook phased, yeah. But yeah. any other any other NFT things we want to cover before we get out of here today? I think we might have it all covered. Yeah. Say. I think we're good. All right. Well, why don't you give us a little outro and we'll flip back over. If anybody has any drops that they want to uh get uh noticed on the uh the the podcast make sure to uh hit us up uh info at mograph.com uh, send us your links and we'll uh we'll show them off uh as always uh make sure to listen to the full show the mograph podcast um every monday at uh noon central time uh All right. yeah let's go ahead and uh, get out of here Drop, 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 drop. Is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. Ross. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Interesting stuff. It's been fun. Interesting. Yeah, it's been fun to yeah, it was dive great. into the hackiness. Yeah. The yeah. hackiness. It's good to get it out there because that's going to be my next thing that I need to start doing is more outreach and more spreading the word and getting yeah. people's uh, you know attention put put on it. Like Yeah once in a lifetime opportunity to be at like a new scientific frontier totally uh, that's right don't really get that off so <laughs> right oh. and and where do you usually hang out online you're you're in the nft discord a lot mm-hmm. right uh, oh not as much anymore yeah. i honestly i feel bad i've kind of i'm kind of uh, missing that I, yeah. I, was, I went on yesterday and just hit the button just to see if anybody would show up and nobody mm-hmm. was there i was a little sad yeah that. i think uh, like a perfect storm of things like um you know david and chelsea are really busy with with their nft stuff i'm i'm extremely busy with my nft stuff i can't even like catch a breath and then there was the sevens thing so mm-hmm. people kind of yeah. focused and dropped off i wonder um, if after the sevens people are going to come back in yeah you know you need rev to hit up the facebook group and be like yeah everybody hop in it's mm-hmm. Discord time. Yeah. That seems to... He's just know, been too busy, um, yeah. which is co- totally understandable. Um, but I think uh, what we really need is just, like, you know, to rally and and get, you know, people back there. And, you know, there may be some news coming that people can rally mm-hmm. behind. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be in there. And if people want to find you on the interwebs, on Instagram or wherever, where can they find you? Uh, I am RAM3DDA on, mm-hmm. on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, I don't get it. I don't even get on those accounts very much anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just too busy with, with cryptobiotica stuff. Um, yeah. and <laughs> not <laughs> hacking. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, uh, I, if you want to get in touch, like that's, that's the best way to do it. But I, really recommend looking into what's going on with cryptobiotica and what that's turning into um but you know i promise i'll get you know i'll get back to the community stuff once i get a chance to catch my breath mm-hmm. from yeah. from all this because i i was not expecting this you know cryptobiotics operation to take off so quickly like yeah. right I, it, it's been like it was like a month since launch and those things just just flew um mm-hmm. how many of them have been adopted so far well i think there were 44 initial like base species and wow yeah those are gone in three weeks uh wow. and dang dude 
at this point um, I think there's 16 pollinations um, uh, most of those are done um, but I think there's four or five in the queue at the moment basically they you know they get the the species that spawns in that containment apparatus they have to like observe it as it matures study it document it um it could be anywhere from one to two weeks mm -hmm. uh before you'll hear back and then that's when you're sent your form species discovery form you get to name it on there and all that um so there's there's about i'd say three or four no i think four or five in that process right now um but you know every other day a new one comes in lab's super busy i'm super busy uh managing it all um that's just, yeah, that's how it's going. It's cool. Awesome. Very cool. Well, we'll link to all of it in the show notes so everybody cool. can check it out. Uh, you can rate us on iTunes, leave a review, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice, help get our ratings up there, let people know about the show. Mm -hmm. You can subscribe to our newsletter as well. It goes out about once a month, gives you the details about everything. Make sure that you join us Thursday night for the yes. special, the Houdini special. We'll be talking about the newest stuff in Houdini and the new update to Mark's course and what you can expect out of that. And so, yeah, you can rate us. Uh, I already said that. You can say you've been there, done that, got the T-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee, the Paul Bab Feel the Bab 2020 shirt, classic. Mm -hmm. All the profits Vintage. from that go to Doctors. Vintage. Vintage. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders, the Render Things T-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee. That render is fire shirt, which you are only allowed to wear, ironically, Unless you're shams. Unless you're shams. Yeah. And the MoGraph Blandishment shirt. You can check that out on the website as well. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, YouTube. MoGraph.com. Send us an email. Info at MoGraph.com. We'll try our best to answer or get you going in the right direction. Like mm -hmm. the one earlier. We, we started the conversation. We'll probably finish it on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And uh, so. And reminder, reminder, they can't MoGraph. Tickets go on sale next week. That's so. right. Set a reminder in your phone right now uh, yep. to pick those up. So it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be amazing. Gonna see I'll people IRL. I'm gonna see David Ariev hopefully next month. Mm -hmm. Doing a little RV trip up to Colorado. Oh. Be fun. Uh, we've got uh, one Monday in June that we will not be doing a show, and uh, you can see that on the schedule and everything. It's all mm -hmm. on MoGraph.com. So we're gonna get out of here though. Uh, until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. I'm Ross. Have a good one. Later, yo. It's pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SeaGraph, HalfRes, and local meetups. <laughs> Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We gotta stop this thing, Rick! It's gonna kill us all! 
Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame, frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software, learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it. We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.